The show starts in three, two, one. There goes that man's jockstrap. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh, baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. The In a League of Their Own podcast is brought to you exclusively by YouTube. Buy golf kicks. Screw your shoes. Buy Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Buy Canadips, a CBD pouch crafted and manufactured in Humboldt, California. And buy Streamer Loot. Check out the In the League of Their Own merch line today. Welcome to the show. Here are your hosts, Austin and Colin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 109 of In a League of Their Own podcast. And today's interesting sport fact takes us back to 1980-81 season, where Wayne Gretzky currently set the most assists in a season with 109. This would be the start of his torrid pace, as in the years to come, 81-82, he'd set the record at 120. The following year, he would set that at 125. The following year, he would set that at 135. And then the following year, which was his all-time career best year, he set that with a 163 assists. And he did that from 1980 all the way to 86, every single year setting the record. Jeez. So that's why they call him the great one. With 160-some assists, did he have a 200-point season? I think he had 212. Because, I mean, yeah, because it'd be like 50, 40, 50 goals. Which, I mean. 215. Okay. He had 52 goals. 52 goals, 163 assists. And then his 120 assist year, he had 92 goals for 212 points. Jesus. Yeah, four of those five years that he set those records, four of them are 205 points, 208 points, 212, and 215. That's unreal. Yeah, we'll never never see close to that again unless McDavid can keep up doing what he's doing and stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, before we jump into our content here today, um, make sure to check out all of our socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um our patreon as well i know i forget, uh, haven't mentioned that one in a while we do have a patreon um for those of you who don't know what patreon is it's essentially a subscription um five dollars a month uh to our content we don't have exclusive content for our patreon yet but um nonetheless subscribing to our patreon helps us um better our equipment and just bring more content to you guys down the road. So don't forget to check that out. Um, all that down in the description link below for our audio episodes, uh, Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, anywhere associated with anchor. You can find us there. Uh, the five-star ratings help us move up the charts and as um, always streamerlude.co is where you can find our merch down in the link also below um, and wrapping things up here on YouTube. Um, that subscribe button down in the right corner. If you're enjoying the content, make sure you hit that as we continue to expand on here as well. So thank you, everybody. Uh, Moving into our NFL news for the day. um, I mean, take your pick. There's really two big things out there. I'll let you kind of decide which one you want to start with. Um, One with the Henry Ruggs situation, we can kind of briefly go into that. Um, details now have came out about that case. He was driving 156 miles per hour before he rear-ended that woman and her dog, where both of them were unfortunately um, passed away when people got there. Him and his passenger, no ma- no major injuries. They both wa- basically were okay. Also, the I've seen two different, actually three different reports on blood alcohol. 
one stated that he was twice the limit, and I've seen two stating that he was in the point twos, so almost three times the legal limit. Um, clearly, this was a f- bonehead bonehead move. Um, yeah, it says two hours after the crash, it was a one six one. So at the time, who knows? They can't really speculate on how high it was, but obviously it was way higher than it was at the time two hours later when they ended up um, testing him at the station. But yeah, what a terrible situation to happen for him and for all people involved. Obviously the the Raiders had to release him um, before he was placed into the exempt list where they would continue to have to pay him. But as I've seen early in this, she's facing two felonies. The one felony for the DUI carries penalty of one to eight years in prison with probation available. And for the homicide vehicular manslaughter, I don't know if that's what it's technically called. Um, But that charge carries between two to 20 years in federal prison. No probation or no house arrest or anything available. So um, we're going to see what happens with this situation. Obviously, who knows? If, obviously, he can't really fight this. No. So, this morning, he was, he was in court for the first time. Um, they already, I know that that was to set his bail this morning, and it was mm-hmm. $1 million. They, it originally was 150 but... Uh, the judge said, no, they're not going to let him go out on bail because he could be a risk to society at this point. You never know what he's going to do next. Or um, to himself if he decides to. Exactly, or to himself. Um, but, yeah, it, it turns out that the judge adding in 16 years on the bench, he's never heard of a crash involving a vehicle traveling so fast in his whole entire life, and he rejected Obviously, his prosecutors' request for bail. Um, they wanted to set it at a million dollars, including home confinement, electronic monitoring, no alcohol, and no driving, and surrendering of his passport. And they still said no uh, because he could, like we stated, be a danger to himself or something. Yeah. Else. But uh, yeah, this what a crazy situation. Yeah, I mean, it's good that he got that denied. I mean, if it was any person off the street, they wouldn't get that um that leeway they would i mean a million dollar bail to somebody off the street would, wouldn't be realistic let alone but um but yeah to even grant him that would again be showing all these celebrities slash athletes get the get special treatment so it's good that he's not in this case and i guess one thing to add with this that a couple nfl players um kind of speaking on the situation as to it being a boneheaded move in extra in a way that um, NFL, any NFL employees, players, coaches, executives, anybody under the umbrella of the NFL, there is a multi-million dollar driving service provided to anybody in the NFL, basically as an Uber, free of cost, no matter what city they're in, no matter where they are, in uh, basically an Uber service specifically for NFL employees picks them up, brings them home, hotel, wherever they need to get to. Um, on top of that, the regular Uber service, a $20, $20 ride is pennies in, in a bucket to these guys. So between the regular Uber and on top of that, the NFL having a multi-million dollar driving service to prevent these kinds of things. Again, it's a shame that it happens. Again, condolences out to the family that lost. Um, they haven't released the woman's name, obviously, for – they said they're not going to yeah for um just protection of that family but yeah it sucks and i mean just as the dust was starting to settle a little bit in vegas over the whole john gruden thing this gets added on top of that so um yeah obviously as more news comes out as far as the sentencing and stuff like that we'll, we'll talk about it but um aside from that um we'll move on here um kind of one of the other trending things going on in the nfl world well i guess there's actually three things to talk about i'll um but the one next one to dive into is um cleveland browns uh receiver odell beckham jr was excused from the team today um in light of 
his dad, Odell Beckham Sr., releasing an 11 minute video um, highlighting all the times that Baker Mayfield did not throw to his son. Um, that was only in three weeks. Yeah, that was only, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was basically shining light on it. Um, in the past week or two, OBJ, when in press conferences, has talked about his um, being upset with not getting his looks, his touches, things like that. And now this comes out and then to kind of, I guess, not let it boil over into something bigger, the team excused him. And Kevin Stefanski said he is not with the team at this time. So, um, again, with the trade deadline wrapping up yesterday at 4 o'clock Eastern, can't really move him as far as a trade. So we'll see what they decided to do with him moving forward. Or before we went live, as you said, if they release him and just let him test the free agent market. Yeah, um, kind of an interesting situation there as well as that whole thing goes on. And then another, the other two big things coming out, Michael Thomas out for season after he suffers a setback coming back from his rehab after his ankle um, injury. Just posted, for those of you who haven't seen his post, basically just saying how he was hoping to be back he ain't going to be back, but he's hoping to be back to all-star Michael Thomas whenever he does reach the field. Um, and who knows if that's going to be with the Saints next year. Yeah, again, sucks for them losing Jameis. Obviously looking forward to getting Thomas back out there just to get another weapon back, things moving in the right direction. But at the same time, um, much much like the Packers, when we get when we get to that in a minute here, um, it's that next man up mentality and the Saints currently sit at five and two uh, with total control of their NFC South destiny uh, with the, the Bucks on a bye week. They can jump into first place. So um, as long as they keep taking care of business again, next man up, they're right in the mix there. Um, and then uh, mentioning Packers uh, breaking news today out of the Packers organization uh, Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID and will not be available for Sunday afternoon's game in Kansas City. Uh, the NFL reported that Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. Thus, he does not get the luxury of two negative tests following his positive test to be eligible for the following game. He is put on the 10-day list, making him available next Saturday, um, the day before that they host Seattle back in Green Bay. So, um, Jordan Love, your time to shine in Green Bay. Uh, Blake Bortles also was brought into the team to possibly be signed to the practice squad to be the backup. As you mentioned, Kurt Benekert is also positive on the COVID list. So we will see what happens in Kansas City. Yeah, per Adam Schefter, the Packers are going to sign him okay. um, to the practice squad. <laughs> today or early tomorrow and then he's going to be promoted right away to the 53-man roster for Sunday's game so we will have two quarterbacks not nothing to worry and then also Benekert and Love both vaccinated um yet again going to show that even a vaccinated player can have COVID and cause a downfall of a team for a week or Two weeks, depending on how many people I know um, with this situation coming out. I know the Giants mm -hmm. are retesting everybody in their whole organization um, going ahead of their game Sunday because, one, they can get a win. Two, this you might have to forfeit. <laughs> that it would be a forfeit because of all the people who are hurt. Um, yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, we're into week nine. I mean, knock on wood, we haven't seen the team have to forfeit a game yet. Hopefully the Giants aren't that first team. But again, with the injuries that they've had, they're already depleted. If if they if COVID comes and wipes out everybody else, uh, we might see the first um the first team to have to forfeit this year, which hopefully doesn't happen. But um yeah, uh I guess kind of other injury news. Um Christian McCaffrey. Uh, eyes are returned this Sunday after dealing with his hamstring injury that he suffered a couple weeks ago on Thursday night football against the Texans. Um, he is 
uh, in the questionable, probable range right now. They haven't said he is a full go for Sunday, but um, they're looking to try to activate him between now and Saturday. So hopefully see him back and obviously try to turn around that Panthers team who's been struggling as of late. Yeah, and another big um, addition back to the lineup quarterback, Kyler Murray, quoted, should be good to go when the Cardinals take on the Niners in week nine. Um, he still has yet to practice um, after the injury, but he said it was just a sprain. Everything's kind of good to go. It's basically just getting the ice down, getting the swelling down, getting all that down. But yeah, he'll be good to go, and he ain't going to miss beat. Yeah, um, and then I guess kind of highlighting a couple things. Again, trade deadline wrapped up yesterday afternoon. Not a bunch of crazy moves. I mean, there are a couple moves to mention, but um, some names, again, OPJ stays put in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson stays put in Houston, as that was kind of expected up until the leading days. Last week, there was still some toss-ups of, oh, he might still move. That got shut down late last week. Um a couple moves. Um, Deshaun Jackson, who um, was displeased with his touches and involvement on the Rams team, the Rams wave him ahead of uh, the trade deadline. So now he's a free agent. Uh, we'll maybe see him find a landing spot uh, in the coming days. Uh, the Steelers trade Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs. Uh, big move for the Chiefs. That defense has been struggling um, on all fronts. They're in the bottom five of the league right now for total defense. Um, obviously a loss for the Steelers. That defense has been kind of keeping them in game. So losing, losing the vet Melvin Ingram, we'll see how they adjust. Um, and then also with the Chiefs, kind of a weird move. They trade offensive lineman Duvernay Tardif, um, who was the all-pro guard. Last time he played was in uh, the Super Bowl against uh the um the 49ers i believe or was it the was it the bucks last time he played i don't know if he had missed a full year but he hadn't played up until uh this point at least this year he is now on the jets in exchange for a tight end um which is kind of a, an odd move um again they have travis kelsey uh so going and getting another tight end Maybe Kelsey's dealing with an injury, so there is just kind of a backup plan. But, um, yeah, uh, are there any moves? I, I got one or two other to highlight, but uh, are there any other moves that uh, you see that happened over the past day? There's no moves that I saw, but there's a couple that I'm surprised that people didn't. Brandon Cooks from the Texans, I'm surprised he didn't get moved. Allen Robinson from the Bears. As he oh, yeah, that's right. He stated his displeasure. Marlon Mack from the Colts. I guess they've figured out their situation because Jonathan Taylor's RB1 there now. Um, yeah, and, and Packers not going to get a tight end after all the speculation that they were going to go out and get somebody, um, especially clearing cap room with getting rid of Jalen Smith. I don't know. Maybe this leaves an opening door if the Browns release OBJ. I don't know. Yeah, I guess the last thing I also mentioned again is what you just said. Packers cut linebacker uh, Jalen Smith. Uh, he only played 22 snaps between three games eligible. He suited up for two games, so he didn't really have a lot of uh, involvement on the team. I know there was a lot of hype. I know I was hyped when they brought him in just with the, the injuries to that linebacker core uh, to try to get a, a pass rush. But Again, last Thursday night, Jalen Smith wasn't on the field and they got home enough and they got the dub. So, uh, again, it might be a matter of they're holding out, waiting for OBJ to get released. Maybe they have their eyes on somebody else. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But um, I guess the last thing to highlight, uh, tomorrow night's game, Thursday night football. Uh, New York Jets coming off a huge win. Um, uh, Mike White getting the win over the, the Bengals at home. They travel to Indianapolis, who is coming off a home loss uh, to the Titans. Um, are we going to see Mike White pop off once again? No, I don't think so. I think the Colts are going to win this one. Only re reason of the fact is that the Jets – doubled down on Zach Wilson and hired his personal assistant to the team roster 
to bring him in. Uh, I feel like this is just going to put some confusion inside of Mike White's head. I feel like we're still going to see a good game out of him, but I don't think it's going to be enough to get the W. I think the Colts are going to win 28 21. 28 21? No. 24 21. I think the Jets keep it close. Sounds good. Um, I mean, kind of going into today, I was leaning towards the Jets. I don't know. I'm going to stick with my gut. Screw it. I'm going to say Jets. Again, close one. Um, I'm going to say 28-25. Jets get the win on the road, and Mike White makes his case to stay QB1 in New York. Um, yeah, kind of an, another – well, I mean, football is football. All games are fun to watch, but we are kind of – blessed with a, a fun one last Thursday and then now we're back to a two and five versus three and what are the Colts three and four team but um three and five three and five two and five versus three and five yikes yeah um for the Colts though if they don't win hard knocks is gonna be brutal like if they're not in the hunt are they just gonna cancel does that start next week or two weeks? Two weeks. Not this week, not next week, but the following. Like the 13th, November 13th, I thought it was supposed to. Yeah, I don't remember what the date was. Yeah, but it's coming up soon. I know that. Yeah. Um, do you have any other NFL points before we move on here? No, that's that's all I got. Sounds I'm good. Double checking that date for the hard knocks. Okay. The first episode will air November 17th with an episode airing each of the week the following Wednesday through the end of the season. Okay. So two Wednesdays from today. Yep. Two Wednesdays from today. Amazon Prime. Yeah. I guess, I guess that'll be interesting. Again, if they – what happens the next couple of weeks, if they can kind of turn things around or if it's going to be – a three and would that be three and seven Colts team for their first episode of Hard Knocks? <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, moving on here, we're gonna kind of switch things up moving forward here. Um, again, with the MLB season wrapping up, we get to the World Series news there. Um, we're gonna jump into college football, kind of go back to back with our football talk here. Um, no, get a couple games did happen um, over the last day, but uh, kind of highlighting. The first college football rankings that were released last night um, kind of break it down how they did the top four and then the first two outs. Um, Georgia at number one, um, kind of a no brainer there. Still one of the remaining undefeated teams in the power five. Um, number two, Bama. Um, do you think that they belong in the top four, especially at number two at this moment? I do because until they fall again, I think they deserve to be in the top four. It doesn't matter one through four. I not the numbers to me don't matter just because you're in. Um, but yeah, I think that they continue to remain in the playoffs until they lose another game. Because I feel like, like we said, Florida beat you know Texas A and M beat them after the. You know, Florida takes it to the rope. Like they've had a bad, they've had the battle this year with some of these other teams who are finally like on the up and up and stuff. So I don't know. I feel like them getting beat early in the season, I don't feel like it happens again. Yeah. And obviously, a lot's going to be riding on that SEC championship between Georgia and Bama. Um, obviously, for Georgia, again, if they, if that's the only loss on the gear, you got to keep them in the top four. Bama loses again. I'd be hard to make a case for a two-loss Bama so long as these other teams keep their pace. Um, at number three, after getting a huge dub over Michigan, Michigan State Spartans at number three. Um, probably the biggest – well, I mean, obviously a great football team, but them at number three was kind of a, 
a surprise to me. Um, what was your reaction to seeing Michigan State at three? See, I'm I'm not too surprised, honestly, by that. Granted, their ranking is what six. For they were six before the the college football. It was eight because wasn't Michigan six and they were eight? They were nine. Nine. And then didn't they update the numbers one more time before they did the playoff? Didn't it yeah. change again? Yeah, I want to say they did. Yeah. But anyways, I this is no surprise to me. Big Ten football. Um, there is gonna be one team in contention. Ohio State's on the out, right? Yeah, they're at five. So I don't know. I feel like this is gonna come down to Michigan State when they battle Ohio State here in a couple weeks. And as long as Michigan State can ho- continue to hold on and continue to ride, is if they don't cough up a game, I feel like they sh- they deserve to be there. They beat really good teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then ra- uh, rounding out the top four currently again, top four teams make the college football playoff. The Duck comes in at number four. Um, like again, with, yeah, I like it as well. Big win over Ohio State. Um, they avoid the upset against um, Stanford and UCLA uh, over in the Pac-12 this year. Uh, again, just a one-loss team. Uh, so right now as it stands, it would be Georgia versus Oregon and Bama versus uh, Michigan State would be the two games for the top four. Um, and then the first two out, again, as we mentioned, Ohio State at number five. Um just barely on the outside looking in again, I they like have, it. I like their, I like it though, because they really do have a high flying offense. And I feel mm-hmm. like early in the season when Oregon did beat them, I feel like they weren't at full, full strength, but that's Oregon's taking it to them at that moment. And ever since then, Ohio State's been blowing teams out. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Bama again, since their loss to Texas A&M, they haven't left any room for, error for the committee to doubt them in any way at this point in time. And then uh, second team out at number six, Cincinnati previously ranked at number two drops to six. They don't play Um, anyone. Yeah. They had the 100th strength of schedule difficulty and go and for the rest of the season, I think they have 83rd hardest strength of schedule in the FBS. So um, as a lot of analysts have talked about, um, I'm kind of on the same boat as even if Cincinnati wins out, I don't see them getting into the top four um, unless it's 50, 60 to nothing wins over every single team that they play. And it also doesn't help the fact that SMU and Houston, who are both in that same conference, are no longer ranked. If they get, if they go, if they beat SMU, who is ranked, if they beat Houston, who is ranked, gives them a little bit of leeway. Both SMU and Houston have fallen outside the top 25 now. So even wins over them aren't going to really make too much of a case. So basically Cincinnati is going to have to bank on one, if not two of the teams ahead of them to slip up, to make it in at this point. Um, I don't even know why they put them in the top six, to be honest. I feel like that last, that six team, I feel like should have been Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's who I, that's who I think personally should have had that last that six spot just due to the fact that Cincinnati has a close game or they muff one up. Who's going to be the team jumping right in there? It's going to be fucking Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they even teasing Cincinnati with being in the top six. Um, like you said, I don't feel even if they do run the table the rest of the way out, I don't feel like they've played a good enough competition to consider themselves one of the top teams in the country. Um, but you never know football, football. And like you said, if some teams struggle along the way, I still don't feel like they'd be deserving to be in there unless there's no perfect teams left in college football. Yeah. And they're the lone undefeated team in college football then maybe they have a case but until that happens i don't think i don't feel like they'll they should be in the top six yeah and i guess kind of expanding to two more just because their team's worth mentioning uh michigan at number seven they're currently seven and one and then uh oklahoma at eight and oh still another perfect team there 
looking at Michigan, kind of looking at their road to finish the year, four games left. They play Indiana, Penn State, Maryland, all unranked. They finish the year hosting Ohio State, who is currently number five. If Michigan ends the season with a one loss, including a win over Ohio State, do they have a case to be in the top four? No, because unfortunately you have Georgia and Alabama, both from the same conference that are going to be getting in there unless they decide to go with a straight SEC Big Ten uh, college football playoff. I don't think that's possible because only one team is going to get to the Big Ten championship. And that's going to be Michigan State at that point if they don't get knocked off um, going forward. So I only feel like one Big Ten team is deserving of getting it um, because you can't rule out Notre Dame's right there with seven and one. Like there's a handful of other teams who are right there on the edge that you could give the nod to Texas A&M beating, you know, beating Alabama if they granted they've had their couple hiccups and whatever, but I don't know. I feel like it'd be a cool, you know, it'd be something to at least have a, a mention for, you know, having two teams, one loss, only one's going to be able to get to the Big Ten because of the head-to-head matchup where Michigan State won. What do you do with Michigan? You know, mm-hmm. like they're still really good, especially if they do beat Ohio State at that point where both teams are one loss at that point. And if they do beat that Ohio State team, they could make a case, you know. It, I just don't feel the committee is going to go with just two conferences, though. Yeah. Than- yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then again, last team to really mention here, Oklahoma. They're actually nine and zero, not eight and zero. Again, over in the Big Twelve, not a ton of competition. They actually have a bye week this week, so they will not play until next Saturday when they go to number twelve Baylor. Um, and then they play at Iowa State, who's unranked, and then they finish the year again with the in-state matchup, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State. Again, it's also number eleven. Um, I feel like they're going to lose one. Yeah, I mean, at Baylor and at Oklahoma State, those are two tough road games for Oklahoma. And Iowa State's no jo- no easy breezy. Yeah, they, they were took a hot. They took the Hawkeyes to OT. Yeah, they were they were in the top. They were at the beginning of the year. I want to say that they were number nine. Seven, they were seven to start the year, and then when they played Iowa, it was ten versus nine, and then they fell to fourteen, and then. A couple weeks ago, they lose to Baylor, which drops them out, out of the top 25. Which went to overtime, am I correct? Or end of the game? It was really close scoring. Yeah, game. Baylor 31, Iowa State 29. Yeah. So <laughs> they've they've held these top teams right on the ropes, and they don't have an easy breeze the rest of the year. But, yeah, this is going to be cool uh, seeing how this all shakes out. Yeah. And I guess the last team to mention, again, not any college football playoff implications, but our Wisconsin Badgers get back into the top 25 at 21. Um, Not deserving. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I thought that they would have to at least win one more game, which they have a chance to this week. They're on the they're on the road at Rutgers. Um, um, a, a team who they don't play very often. Uh, they Last time they played each other was 2018, back when – uh, Jonathan Taylor was at the helm <laughs> of that Badgers team. So, um, yeah, I mean, if they can improve to six and three, and again, I, I mean, if they win this week, I don't see them making any big jumps, but also you never know. A bunch of teams ahead of them could lose. 40 to move up. Yeah. Just because they already have three losses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that wraps up the college football talk again, every week, um, on Tuesdays, they release the college football rankings. So kind of works out perfect every Wednesday. We'll kind of dive into our top four, first two out, and then any other teams kind of outside that top six worth mentioning uh, down the stretch here. So uh, moving on then to the hardwood in the NBA, um, what you got over there? Only thing I got today is that Chris Paul um, – Passes Steve Nash and becomes third on the all-time NBA assist list. And, excuse me, he became the only NBA player to reach 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. 
So shout out to Chris Paul. He currently has 10,336 assists. He needs roughly 1,800 more to pass Jason Kidd, and he still needs another 5,500 to catch the old John Stockton. Yeah, nonetheless, Chris Paul, obviously one of the greatest it, players of all time. Yeah. Um, still doing it at a high level at the age that he's at. And everybody forgets the dude's only, was he 6'2", 6'1"? Not a very big guy <laughs> doing what he does out there on the court. Because um, I know Steph Curry's 6'2", and I think they're right about the same height. Six foot. Oh, he's six foot. Okay, so I'm the same height, but obviously not playing basketball. Um, yeah, and you'd look just as small as he does out there compared to all of yeah. the monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those guys uh, are all freaks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, I only had one thing to mention in the NBA here, too. Kind of some controversy stirred up. Uh, kind of odd that it's coming up at this point, but Scotty Pippen spoke out on the Last Dance documentary on Netflix saying that Michael Jordan overshadowed himself overshadowed him and everyone and made it too much about him and his success and didn't give enough kudos to some of the other guys. So Scotty Pippen kind of came out in the past couple of days, um, giving some flack to Jordan about that documentary, but which, I mean, he, Jordan has said multiple times, there is no Jordan without Pippen, but at the same time, that documentary was centered around Michael Jordan. So I don't know what he was expecting. So I don't know, just kind of an interesting thing that's surfaced over the past couple of days with Pippen kind of throwing some shade at Jordan. Yeah, he's only doing that because he'll never be the Jordan in him, the Pippen. It'll never be reversed, yeah. ever. And when you think of the Bulls team, first person you think of, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Second person you think of, Pippen. Third person, Rodman. That. One, two, three. That's how it goes. That's how it's going to go forever when you think of that team. I don't know why he's all salty now. Um, if he is, fucking fund your own documentary and make it. Let's see how much money you got to do that. I guarantee you can't do that like Jordan did. Yeah. Yeah, then uh, I guess just give a quick shout-out to our Bucks. Uh, last night, they get the one on the road uh, at Detroit, uh, 117-89. Uh, get back to 500 on the year at 4-4. Four and four. Um and then kind of looking around at the rest of the league quick, uh, the Heat, uh, kind of the runaway right now in the East along with the Bulls, both teams sitting at 6-1. and one. Uh, The Heat, best defense in the league right now. They're, I think they're only giving up 97 points a game right now, which is unbelievable. Um, and then over in the West, uh, Utah at 6-1, and one, and then the Warriors, again, without – uh, Clay Thompson, they set up five and one second best record in the West. Uh, they kick off tonight um, at nine o'clock against the Hornets uh, who, and the Warriors are coming off three days rest. So they usually play well coming off a long rest period. So um, yeah, kind of a couple teams worth mentioning again, it's super early in the year, really until you get to that 20, 30 games played Mark, you start to see the separation. Um, yeah. That's kind of how things are looking in the NBA at the moment. And then moving over, uh, kind of wrapping up the MLB season, uh, the Atlanta Braves, uh, after dropping game five at home, uh, again, go to Houston with a 3-2 series lead, win the first World Series in 26 years with a 7-0 win in Houston. Huge yeah, win. piss pounded them. Yeah, um, and that was the fifth, the fifth largest margin all time in a World Series clinching win shutout, 7-0 fifth biggest of all time. Um, Jorge Soler wins World Series MVP thanks to his couple home runs in the series, including his three-run home run shot to put Atlanta on the board last night. Um, And obviously one of the guys who's been on that Braves team for a long time, Freddie Freeman, great to see him finally get a championship under his belt as well. Um, So yeah, shout out to the Braves. Uh, I'm sure they're they're still partying (laughs) at this point. Um, and then kind of the other thing to highlight here, what's next for Carlos Carrera on the Houston Astros Carrera joins a list of 160 free agent players hitting the MLB market this off season. Um, I mean, money talks MLB is kind of one of those, uh, sports that 
whoever wants to throw around more millions of dollars is going to get those players. Uh, we'll kind of see where he lands in the offseason. But, yeah. I only think there's three options, four options for him, realistically. He stays with Houston if he wants to stay a contender and continue to fucking be on a team that's literally going to probably have a chance to get to the World Series every single year as long as you have Altuve and the other core group. Two, goes out to the Dodgers, joins that super team. Yankees, Red Sox. Those are the four options that I only see fit for this guy just due to his superstar status those are going to be the only teams that have enough money to afford the motherfucker anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's deserving of a huge ass con, like a huge oh, yeah. contract. Like maybe the biggest contract we'll ever see so far in the MLB. This guy is all deserving of it. Yeah. And then actually another one to mention from uh, this uh, world series, just talked about him, Freddie Freeman. He's also at the end of his contract. He'll be a free agent. Although there isn't any talks of him leaving, I'm sure Atlanta's going to lock him up. Uh, He loves that city. Again, just won a championship with them. He seems like one of those guys that, I mean, he stuck it out this long through the ups and downs of that Atlanta Braves team. But at the same time, now that he's got a championship under his belt, does he go where the money is um, and kind of test the market? Um, So we'll kind of see there. I guess some other names to quick throw out there. I didn't realize until I kind of looked at this list. Uh, other stars who hit the market include Corey Seager from the Dodgers, Trevor Story from the Rockies, Max Scherzer, who was acquired by the Dodgers, um, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, uh, and then Kevin Gosman, the pitcher, um, all are on the market as well. So, um I'm not really sure. I don't remember how kind of free agency goes with MLB. If it in the next couple of weeks, if there's going to be moves or if it's closer to spring training, I guess I'm not, I don't remember exactly when the moves take place in, in the MLB off season. I think if you, if the team has a club option, I feel like they have the chance to match other offers. Mm-hmm. If not, I feel like it's just the highest bidder gets them. First one to make the offer to him in the best offer wins. And yeah, looking at some of this list, Buster Posey, he's got the club option on him as well. Yuli Guriel, who we just saw for the Astros as well. He has a club option on him. Pujos, he's going to be out there as well. There's a handful of handful of studs, third baseman, especially Jose Ramirez, Nolan Arenado, Kyle Seager, Chris Bryant, Eduardo Escobar, Jonathan Villar, like, damn, Carlos, Trevor Story, Corey Seager, Javier Baez. Outfielders getting injured. That's interesting. Schwarber, Tommy Pham, McCutcheon, Corey Dickerson, Jock Peterson, John Jay. Center field, Sterling Marte, who's a legend. He's definitely proved himself. Jackie Bradley Jr. Man, the Brewers got to go try to get a guy here. Yeah. Um, I guess another one to Kershaw, mention. That's right. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Dude, they have three. Scherzer, Kershaw, Trevor Bauer. He's He's got the opt. So he's technically in there. Granky. He's not on their team anymore. Granky, he's on the Astros. No, yeah. Huang Hyu Kim, he's on their roster, though. Isn't Corey Kluber as well? Kluber. He's not on the Cubs, uh, is he? Kluber. He used to be. I know he used to be, and then he moved off of Corey Kluber. Is it just says he's a free agent? Um, he has played for the Indians, Rangers, Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. That's the fuck, yeah. But yeah, yeah. it says he's a free agent, it doesn't even say he's on a team right now, <laughs> yeah. Because well, the season's over, so yeah, he ain't gonna be on a team anymore. All yeah. these free agents technically aren't on a team anymore, <laughs> yeah. And then another picture to throw out there, uh, again, with the Astros, even though he's dealing with uh, with his Tommy John surgery, he had Justin Verlander. Um, 
kind of a forgotten guy on that Houston Astros team. Obviously, they would have loved to have him for the World Series. Do they keep him in Houston, or does he test the market? So, yeah, I mean, 160 players became free agents today. Half of them are all-star caliber, at least kind of looking at this list. Nelson Cruz, J.D. Martinez, Pablo Sandoval, Jose Martinez, Chris Davis. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of guys out there that are need to get paid. Yeah. Yeah, I guess kind of wrapping up our MLB talk again, um, as breaking news happens in the MLB world, we'll definitely highlight it, but um, we won't really have this this solidified segment every day kind of moving forward. Again, once free agency happens, I'll kind of do some research and kind of figure out when that's going to be, and we'll make sure to be on top of that as that happens. But yeah, this kind of wraps up our first uh, season on in the league of their own of uh, the MLB season. So, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely circle back to it as news happens. Sounds good. Then we're going to jump over to the ice here. The hockey hall of fame has came out and they're crossing out Brad Aldrich's name on the Blackhawks Stanley cup uh, championship. They're just going to put all axes. They're just going to actually have to redo the whole entire thing. So that's how they're settling that so far. Um, obviously, I don't know if there's any investigation or anything. Nothing's, it's all kind of went quiet at this point. Hopefully this is the end that we hear about this whole situation. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins star, Sidney Crosby, tests positive for COVID-19. He has symptoms, will be out. Um, sucks for them as they're kind of in a last place spot right now. Um New Jersey Devils defenseman P.K. Subban fined 15 grand for his second tripping offense in eight days, sticking out his leg, getting a guy. Um, that is an offense for the league. You can't literally try to just injure someone and just stick your leg out and hopefully fuck their knee up. Um, that's never a cool move. Also, Chicago Blackhawks, circling back to them really quick, they did get their first win of the season the other night. Um, Patrick Kane, out of COVID protocol, has a hat trick first game back. They win 5-1 to one over the Ottawa Senators. Um, so that is a huge win for them, obviously. Um, yeah, just a couple other scores to go over real quick. Canadians end up finding a win. They beat the, the Red Wings 3-0. Maple Leafs shut out the Golden Knights 4-0. Flyers shut out the uh, Arizona Coyotes 3-0. Ducks shut out the Devils 4-0. Um, the rest of the games were really barn, barn burners. Um, Jets over the Stars in a shootout. Predators over the Flames in overtime. Wild over the Senators in overtime. Canucks over the Rangers in overtime. And then the Sharks, the only lone goal, our lone game yesterday, not a shutout or overtime, was the Sharks over the Sabres 5-3. Um, Jack Eichel news has started up, and there I heard four potential destinations, Boston Bruins, Winnipeg Jets, Calgary Flames and fuck uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So those are the four teams that I heard circling right now. Latest rumors out of Buffalo. No one has any idea where these rumors are coming from. No one has any idea what's going on. And this is in wake. All the all those four teams all said that if he comes there, he can get a surgery, whatever surgery he wants. And there's going to be no debacle on, no, you can't get this. Yeah, you can get this. They're basically told him, hey, come here and you can do, get what you want. So, um, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't really have that much more to really go over here um, besides – New York Rangers defenseman Adam Fox signs historic NHL contract. He locks down the bag. He's signed through the 28-29 NHL season, seven-year deal, and the average annual value of the contract is $9.5 million a year. Um, this is unbelievable. Obviously, set the bar, keep making more money, keep pushing those contracts so everybody can continue to get paid more. Um was the best defenseman in the league last year. Obviously, I'm going to put his name in the conversation just as I did. I think it was on Monday. I brought his name up as uh, potentially going to be right there again for defenseman of the year. So, yeah, that's kind of all I really have right now. Um, not a, you know, not a ton going on. Um, just 
Two more things real quick. Jonathan Druin, after being hit in the head by a, a slap shot yesterday, he is day-to-day. Um, people didn't know. Originally, they potentially were going to have him out for unlimited amount, like undisclosed amount of time. Turns out he woke up this morning, had feeling fine. Everything's kind of good. So shout out there that he's going to be back. And then biggest shout out of them all, um, wrapping up the hockey news here, Pekka Rene is to have his number 35 retired by the Nashville Predators um, on February 24th. So shout out to him on his great season. He returned over to Finland and uh, to be back home, he will be traveling over to Nashville um, in February for the ceremony. And just one of the classiest best goaltenders that we've seen in the last 20 years. Um, Hell of a career. So I'm glad that the Nationals you know, embracing you for everything that you've done for them. And then rounding it out real quick, only undefeated team still left in the NHLs, the Carolina Hurricanes. They are 8-0. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, his line mate, both are atop the NHL with 17 points now. Ovechkin's still stuck at 15, and he still has nine goals, currently leading the league. Um, McDavid and Dreisaitl both right behind him with seven. So, yeah, they keep putting up the points. Ovechkin keeps scoring goals. Um, do the Blackhawks, I guess, do you think the Blackhawks end Carolina's winning streak tonight in Chicago? I want to say no. I mean, obviously, Patrick Kane being back on the ice is huge for them. Hat trick, first game on the ice. It's like, I'm back. Like, like if anybody had any doubt about him, I don't know. I don't think that the that the Blackhawks are going to be the team to do it. Sounds good. And then how many points combined do you think Dreisaitl and McDavid have tonight against Nashville? Six. That's a good number. I was going to say eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that's six. Risky. That's a little risky. Yeah, six. Six. six I'm going to say they get three goals combined and three assists. Between the two of them. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go five. I'm gonna say McDavid has actually points combined. Actually, I'm gonna go eight. I think McDavid's gonna have five points and Dreisaitl's gonna have three. So all right. Thanks everyone for yeah, thanks everyone for stopping by. Uh we do have a special announcement to bring up. We'll do that on Friday for Feel Good Friday. We'll bring that up here. Um but yeah. Thanks, everyone, for stopping by, coming for the episodes. We're going to continue to update it and redo that all for you guys. Happy Hump Day, and we'll see you guys on Friday. See you Friday.